Before we get into today's show, I just wanted to let you know about our new podcast that I'm so excited about called Mindbenders. It's a podcast about stories of synchronicity that can bend minds. You can find Mindbenders podcast at Spotify, Apple podcast, and mindbenderspodcast.com. Submit your mind-bending story today by emailing us at mindbenders at path11productions.com or by calling us. Leave your story on our voicemail. It's okay if it's a long one. We'll call you back. 1-323-713-1113. Again, that's 1-323-713-1113. Also, the 2020 Virtual Afterlife Awareness Conference has ended, but the replays are still available at path11productions.com slash ac2020. For $129, you can watch just over 17 hours of streamed videos from professionals including Robert Moss, Austin Wells, Edie Nathan, Brian Smith, and Daniel 4 PhD, just to name a few of the presenters. Visit path11productions.com slash AC2020 to see the complete list. Topics include dealing with grief, working with death doulas, psychic children, and suicide. These videos won't last forever, but they can be watched anytime at your convenience until September 30th, 2020. Visit path11productions.com slash AC2020 for all the information. And if you haven't seen our documentaries yet, the Path Series Trilogy, you can watch all three for free at Gaia.com. Just sign up for their one-week free trial. You can cancel at any time and watch The Path Afterlife, The Path Beyond the Physical, and The Path Evolution. Oh, and before we get into our show, I wanted to remind you to use your 25% off discount code PATH2PORTAL, all caps, PATH, the number two portal, path to portal at reconnection.com for trainings by Dr. Eric Pearl. They absolutely loved being on our show and they wanted to give back to our listeners. So you guys are lucky and are getting 25% off if you go to their website, reconnection.com. All of these links are listed in the show notes for today's episode. So enough of all these announcements, let's get to our show for today. And thanks for tuning in to the Path 11 Podcast. I am your host, April Hanna. At the Path 11 Podcast, we are here trying to deliver leading-edge research on consciousness, healing, and metaphysics. And just like you, we are trying to answer the big questions about life. Who are we? Why are we here? And what is our purpose? We hope by listening to our podcast, it will make each day you live on Earth a little easier to understand. And now for today's podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Path 11 podcast. I hope you guys are enjoying this video format that we're doing. I wanted to welcome back a guest that we have already had on the Path 11 podcast. We had uh, such a great time interviewing her. I know that some of the listeners actually reached out to her and I think had a couple of sessions. So we decided to bring her back. I would like to welcome Victoria Cochran. And if you haven't listened to the episode already, her episode is episode 234. She is in the process of writing a new book called The Book of Life Lessons from Mother Earth. She is going to treat us with a meditation today. And she's also been doing some uh, channeling. She does work with Ascension. She's a professional psychic medium and advanced theta healing practitioner, Reiki master, spiritual tutor, and author. Like I said, she has published uh, a number of books and she is just a wonderful person to work with. So welcome back, Victoria. Hi, April. Who are you talking about? Goodness me, it makes me sound pretty good. (laughs) It's such a pleasure to be back. Thank you for having me back. I'm very excited. Yes, you're welcome. And actually, one of the things that I really took from our last interview, um, when we spoke, 
that really resonated with me was about how you're very careful when you're doing energy work to say for people's highest and greatest good for all, you know, yeah. and that really changed the way that I've done some of the energy work with clients. So I wanted oh, to wow. thank you for that. That's great. Oh, pleasure. I love to hear those stories. It's, it always makes me feel very grateful and honored, actually. Mm. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about the new book, The Book of Life and Lessons from Mother Earth. I know that you said that you have some meditations that you have in there for each chapter. So let's talk a little bit about that so we can get our listeners excited about your next book. Yes. Well, I am really excited about the next book, um, which is my fourth one. So I just bring up I, something I prepared earlier. Um, so I have channeled three books before and, and I do talk a lot about ascension and uh, raising our vibrations above all the drama and third dimensional energies on earth. And in uh, this climate in uh, COVID-19, that's a, a especially difficult for people. Um, so the first one was after the um, the ascension of Mother Earth on the 12th of the 12th, 2012, Raising the Energies of Mother Earth uh, Towards and After Ascension 2012. And that's the book that we talk about in uh, the podcast that you just referenced earlier, April. And then after that, very quickly was Beyond Ascension 2012, Universal Truths. And then in 2015, I brought out this one, which is about how other worlds are helping us. Um, and there are actually 12 other galaxies. They're called sub-universes. And uh, it would be highly, um, we'd just be in so much ego if we were just to think that Earth was the only planet that had life on it. Um, so these ones were all just talking about how God is uh, unconditional love and that we all need to love each other. And as I said last time, it's really not rocket science. The fourth book now is, um, that's been a work in progress for a couple of years and I'm just getting the cover done now. So I can't really show it to you yet, although I could probably, but I didn't think to find uh, the drawing, it's actually been drawn, the cover's been drawn by my friend Renee who actually did the covers for the first two books. Um, and so uh, some of what's written, what I've written before is talked about again. So in the, in the third book, there's a chapter on trees and how trees are actually the most evolved species on uh, the planet really because they just hold the energy so well and how wise they are and because every living thing has a consciousness and an energy so um, we can learn a lot from them but I've really been getting into writing meditations and uh, I've written uh, meditations for clients and uh, i do uh, a spiritual wisdom hour now every uh, Wednesday at 12 noon Australian Eastern Standard Time on Spiritual Events and Directories Facebook page. And uh, I do a lot of healing and group meditations on there. So while I was writing the book, it was uh, the master, and it's all channeled. So I work with the Cosmic Council and the Masters of Light. Um, and I uh, always connect into the creator first, as we talked about last time, because the creator is the highest form of energy and unconditional love. So there, there's no um, attachments, there's no um, conditions, so there's no trade of energy. And um, I started to think that 
it's all right to write about how we can learn from the stillness of mountains or how the river, rivers and streams uh, equate to the river of life, which is our bloodstream and those kind of things. But wouldn't it be great to then do a meditation that would help people to use the wisdom of the masters in the chapters and then start to heal their own lives? And so there, are, there were 20 chapters and 20 meditations. And I have a, a really great friend, Gary Martin, who captures lights spectrums and we've actually got a dvd just a, a mild plug um a dvd and, and i said to gary next thing we do we can't use dvds because computers don't have dvd players anymore but um for people who find meditation really difficult they can just watch the light spectrums move and we bought royalty free music from christopher lloyd Char uh, Clark, Enlightened Audio, and I've got my channeled uh, messages over the top. And a lot of people tell me my voice is very soothing and calming. So people like that. And then we've put new clips out as well, um, but we haven't marketed them yet, but I digress. Anyway, um, I bought the music, I bought some more music and Gary's been putting the meditations to um, music for me. So I had 20 all done. My friend um, up in Kununurra in the top of Australia said, uh, the masters tell me the book's not finished. And I'm like, oh, darn it, it's taken me two years already. Um, but they were right because uh, the chapters, the first section just does talk about ascension and it talks about um how different aspects of ascension, the violet flame of transmutation and um, codes of creation. And there were quite a lot of chapters that I'd already had on my computer that were too good not to include in the book. So I put them in there. And then the second one, actually, the second section was the one I started channeling first. Um, and that just talks about different elements on earth that can help humans to learn from but the third part now talks about how we can embody that into our day-to-day -day lives and so there are four or five more chapters and i've got four more to record but um it all started uh through meditation uh when the creator gave me this book and it was called the book of life and it was like a child's book where you look into the pictures and it's got lots of depth it's like a 3d book and i found i could go into it and just kind of feel what it was like so it started with trees then it went to oceans and rivers and mountains um and then it kind of w went from there so pretty fascinating stuff um and then after that i've just kind of it's evolved so yeah that's it in a nutshell but i'm not sure I'm hoping perhaps October, November, but I, I just want to promote it more this time because the other three books, I'm just one of those self-published authors that my son says, so what's what's your business plan for the books? And, and mine is like to sell books. <laughs> and that's about the extent of my business knowledge. And so um, this time uh, I'm... Uh, I've got uh, the people from uh, Sarah from Spiritual Events Directory and she's teamed up with Kathy Shanks uh, for, and they've 
formed Sync Media. So they're still we're still going through Ingram Spark. We'll publish it like that. But the marketing is going to be the big thing for me this time. And it's not really it's not about making me famous or anything. It's just about getting the messages out there, the beautiful messages from the masters that are just so relevant. Even these ones that are now eight or nine years old, still relevant today because a lot of people just aren't listening. Yeah, it sounds magnificent. And I always love work that is channeled and that is coming from the creator. And, you know, I'm curious to also get your take on maybe we can talk a little bit about your third book and about the book of life. But I would really love to know and have more insight on how are these other galaxies, these other planets, these other beings out there in the universe, how are they helping us right now during this COVID time of the pandemic? Like what are, what messages are you getting when you're going into channel messages and what is really happening? Cause it feels to me that maybe if there really were these other beings helping that maybe we would feel something a little more drastic or I was kind of waiting for the mothership to come down and because, you know, everyone's kind of joking, like what next yeah. in 2020, like what's going to happen. But you know, it feels subtle to me. And I guess there's a part of me that wished that there was like a little more um, something feeling more attainable from the ethereal yes. realm. So yeah, what's your take on all of this? Okay. Well, Apparently there are big motherships out um, waiting uh, to help and there, if you go onto YouTube, you can just find multitudes of people bringing in Pleiadians and Arcturians and, and all sorts from other galaxies. Just uh, there's Bracca, is it Bracca Goldsmith? She's one who just brings in lots of, but they're all really positive messages around um what's going on with COVID and and everything. So, yes, apparently there are lots of motherships and there was a big clean-up of dark forces and things like that. But basically um, I haven't gone too much into it and I haven't... um, I've done some I've done some channelings on what it might be about, and I'd be happy to share those, and uh, I'll bring some up. But basically, we all have free will. Um, you know, the spiritual law just uh, says that we all have free will, and that no one, not even God, can intervene unless we give permission. And so. Um, the thing with that is that a lot of us do permission. We're saying, hell, yeah, we want help. Thank you. Um, but um, the people who are making decisions against the free will of others are choosing so at their detriment in the end because the wheel of karma will always come back to bite you. But uh, so basically uh, those of us who do give permission uh, for help and uh, working uh, for the planet um, are then harnessing the energies from these other planets who who don't think like us and who don't who are really nothing like us, but who are working for the greater good and um, uh, of the universe and of their own planets. And the thing is that we are all one. We're all connected in the energy of the creator, which is the energy of universal love. Everything is one and the same. So it's not just everyone on earth who are connected and it's not just the universe, it's not just the human collective consciousness that our thoughts and energy goes out into and it's a huge big mishmash of positive and 
negative and hatred and love and all sorts of toxic stuff and all sorts of beautiful stuff that goes out. Um, there's also a universal collective consciousness and a universal mind and a universal heart, as a universal sacred womb. Um, everything is connected. So what happens on earth affects the whole universe. It doesn't just um, affect Joe Bloggs down the road or um, anyone else that we're telepathically connected to. It affects everybody. <laughs> and so they're not just... Um, coming in to help us from the goodness of their hearts or with love and light. It's to literally save not just Earth but the universe and their own planets too. But they have so much wisdom and they have, they think numerically and in codes and they don't have emotions and that's what mucks us up as humans, emotions. Human emotions are incredibly dense vibrational energy because we just get so sucked into our own ego and into our own bubble and we forget what's going on in the whole world and that the way we're acting and thinking is going to vibrate out to other people and affect them too and how how many times have you met someone and you've come away thinking oh what a downer you know that, that person's so negative I just don't want to talk to that person again um, and it makes you feel really flat too so do you want to see what I mean everything is energy and everything works on a trade of energy and so in the in the book and I'd probably need a minute just to find a relevant section if that's okay sure. um, to read to you they just talk about how um, they they can move very quickly and they traverse the universe much more quickly. We spend our whole lifetime trying to get to the moon or to kind of go a little bit of the way in our solar system. They just whiz around in other galaxies. It's just mind-blowing what they can do. Um, and I think there's a lot more known on Earth about um extraterrestrial activity than what's shared with the public too but that's not a discussion that I want to have but they they're really just trying to um, let us know that they are there to help if we so want but Sirius is one of the planets that I've been to and I know Sirius is a star system but the I've been to planet which is all above ground so it's like an ant colony and they're all connected and they just have like subsections. They live in groups, but they also clone from the age of seven. And so this is all coming from the masters and I can never verify this, but I have been to the planet in meditation a few times and always gone to the council room and everyone on the planet has a turn at being on council. So it's incredibly um, equitable. There's no... There's no one who is better than anyone else. And in the energy of oneness, that's the same as well. So on earth, we live in duality where uh, there's inequality and status and power and money. And that's all just keeping the masses um, down in fear so that the people who do exercise their free will and don't have any issue with contravening other any other person's free will and and um, profiting from other people's misery um, will then make decisions that build them up and they become incredibly powerful. It doesn't happen on other planets. Everybody works the same. 
you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I, uh, it's not written in the book, but I did go back a couple more, couple of more times, and I haven't done that for a long time. But I found myself underground, and I literally saw all these spaceships that were flattened. They were like the TARDIS from Doctor Who and they were flattened on top of each other and they could fit in 100,000 people or literally they could evacuate the whole planet if they wanted to. Where on earth would they do that? Yes, yes, we do. Um, when Whenever something happens like COVID or people are suffering, there'll be a lot of people that will pull together and start to see what's really important and that's what I think has happened with this coronavirus um, and the whole COVID-19 pandemic is that a lot of people have had to stay home and face their own stuff and started to see how hard teachers work when they've had to do homeschooling and to actually start to reach out to other people and started to also see how perhaps the powers that be are not being as truthful as we would like to think they were. So a lot of that has been a really good thing and a lot of people, have, it's it's forced a whole awakening of people to start to say, okay, there's more to life than just the physical planet um, and there's more to life than just going to work and make money and, you know, and started to connect to their own spiritual thing and I'm seeing that happening a lot now. So I've been very busy with that work but they're already there on other planets and so they're just, it's like, well, we're doing this and they have struggled too. They've got struggle stories, but now it's all just about, okay, guys, time to wake up. And I actually think that's what COVID is about. It's like we've been trying to get this ascension thing happening since not 2012, probably year 2000. And people just aren't, it's just not happening the way it should have done because people get stuck. And But the third dimensional energies are in tense they're so if you really get bogged down in worry about money and fear and you're homeless and you're on the streets and you've got no food or you're a mother with six children and you're in lockdown and they deliver five pies and a loaf of bread to your door and literally that's what happened just recently then of course you're not going to be sort of connecting to God and seeing love and light and having hope you know and so you get really trapped down in all this stuff so the thing, though, with um, uh, other planets and working for the greater good is that uh, they would sacrifice um, lives if they had to. So, and that would just, and so it's like in an ant colony, you know, the guards at the top of the hive would sacrifice their lives to save the hive and the queen. And that's what happens um, on other planets. And that happens on earth too but we shouldn't have to in the energy of oneness no one should have to make sacrifices like that um but anyway um i i might just have a quick um look through the book and find a relevant piece to read to you that's that talks about that because uh a lot of when i was um channeling it was like wow you know, but I had seen some of it, but then others were, other parts were just, and, and that's the thing with channeling too, you write stuff down and and then go back and read it and go, mm, did I write that? <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Yeah, we would, love, we would love to hear something from their book. That would be great. Yeah. So, um, sorry, I'm hearing your clock ticking now, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> it probably wouldn't matter what I read, um, but... Okay. Um, chapter 10, the Interplanetary Galactic Federation. Um, so they're actually um, a big body that are like the governing force of all the galaxies and they literally go around and they, they police, but really there's not much to police. Um, but they just kind of, um, they try to keep the peace um, in the... Uh, in the whole universe. Um, and so they, it says that they have many duties, including the overseeing of interplanetary high council dealings that oversee trade, the exchange of resources and monitoring of space highway traffic. <laughs> it's all just like a movie, isn't it? <laughs> it also upholds spiritual law and is the body that holds all planets to account. There have not been many transgressions in recent history, but in the distant past, there were several events that required firm and decisive action. Um, all transgressions or serious omissions of law and dealings are considered fairly, equitably and peacefully. It is not often that transgressions against spiritual or planetary law are deliberate, but it can occur. They, the IPGF, the Interplanetary Galactic Federation, currently have no jurisdiction over Earth or its solar system. This is not to say that they do not monitor its energies and frequencies, as any shift or disturbance has consequences for the energies and frequencies in the entire universe. This must be made clear to all on Earth. No decision humans make and no action you take however small, is confined to the boundaries of your planet or solar system. As the energies radiate out and are felt on other planets, solar systems and even in other galaxies, humans may believe that aliens are dangerous, but it is the human race who is considered the most dangerous by the Interplanetary Galactic Federation because it is unstable and unpredictable in its behaviour patterns. The presence of ego makes a human a formidable opponent for the human, speaking globally rather than individually, will typically choose to serve himself rather than the greater good. Saving one's own skin and skimming the cream off the top from one's own benefit are not terms familiar with beings on planets represented by the IPGF. Understandably, they are wary of any encounters with humans and although they will assist humans if asked, will all always be prepared against attack and look not all planets in other galaxies are kind and um, on board with all of this either and um, I think it's fairly well known of the reptilians that have invaded earth and are called the Illuminati and are pretty active on earth and so there are it, not all planets are overseen by the interplanetary galactic federation because they're not all kind of benefactors you know um so with what you read too i mean there's a part of me as as i'm kind of thinking as you're reading that yeah. what's going on on earth kind of vibrates out and affects you know everything and then yeah. would that be safe to say too that other planets that are also struggling that earth can feel that as well that we can Absolute. feel what's going on with them 
Absolutely. It's two-way street. Absolutely. We would feel that as well. And so then that, that adds another layer to what we're picking up from the human collective consciousness. The human collective consciousness is it's a layer or like a cloud that goes around the earth and it hits people in waves. And um, I'm pretty sure that it would be tampered with too because you know to keep everyone in fear and anxiety would then just be really great for people who benefit from that um, powerfully with money and all of that and I wouldn't like to hazard a guess at who that is or anything but I'm sure that's happening um, but uh, that's where I think terrorism comes from as well because or flash terrorism because and I know I've had clients who've just suddenly just been hit with such a wave of hatred that they wanted to fill one client in particular wanted to fill a car up with fertilizer and just bomb as many people as she could mm -hmm. uh, and and that happened for about three hours and then it passed and luckily she was um, spiritually aware enough to understand what was going on but this is what I think happens you know we get hit by waves of sadness or grief or and we have no idea where it comes from that would happen on other planets as well and then if they are going through stuff they don't have emotions but there would still be some kind of energy that comes from that then we would get hit by that as well in another meditation um I when I on Sirius you know we have lots of people on earth praying for earth and uh, there's been lots of global healings and all these things really make a big difference and we see it in the sky basically we see it from the beautiful colors emanating from the sky and people starting to feel that they're seeing things more clearly and so what we're doing is working but i in meditation actually came across a a room on Sirius where there was a whole like temple of people just praying for Earth and of their beings praying for Earth and three other planets. And I'm thinking, wow, that's amazing. That's a gift, you know. Yeah. So they really want to help, but they'll only help if we step up. It's not like, okay, we'll hand a put the hand out and I think a lot of humans do that. And I, I don't want to be critical or apologize if people take that kind of um you know personally but we just want the easy street don't we we want just a, a abracadabra and magic wand and we want it all to be fixed and we have to step up we have to start to really watch our thoughts and st to start to think about what we're saying and how we're treating other people and even engaging in the media i just the whole day is now coronavirus 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 and if we listen to that all the time we're just going to be nutcases honestly it's about really just step up people and start to take responsibility for your own energy and for your own actions and start to take on board what you're putting out and how you're contributing to this and how you're being affected by other people and not blaming them for making you do something the way we react is our stuff and how has it triggered us yes take responsibility for that and then monitor it and and uh, change it we create our own reality with every thought that we think and every word we speak and everything that goes out has a ripple effect on other people around us and how people react to us is how we is a complete 
mirroring and reflection of the way we think about ourselves. You know, if you if you really don't love and love and accept yourself, you're giving license to other people to to treat you that way. If you're judging yourself, you're giving license to people to judge you. If you're if you're um, trashing your own body, then other people are not going to respect you either. And so if we're trashing Mother Earth, we can't expect the motherships to come down and clean it up. We don't deserve that if we're not going to step up and take responsibility. And so that goes back to your question about, yes, they're there, but why aren't they doing anything? Why aren't we doing anything? You know, <laughs> right, yeah. it goes both ways. Right. So, you know, with your no, new book and you've been channeling some of these um, meditations and, you know, it sounds like it's very connected to nature. You said the mountains, the trees, the streams. Yes. The um, what do you think from your new book would be a really good meditation to share with our listeners that you think would be helpful? during this time okay well I might go to the one about mountains actually and just read to you a little bit I'd like to read to you a little bit about trees and a bit about mountains um so a lot of I'd like to read you the chapters just so and by the way if there are any publishers out there who are really interested I'd be really keen for them to talk to me um because I'm happy to self-publish, but I just, you know, it would be lovely to just get these chapters, these messages out to more people. Um, so the violet flame of transmutation, the escalating energies of ascension, um, the art of waking consciousness, and that's what I was talking about, of actually being aware of what we're emitting to the world and being conscious of our own higher self and and the meditation to that one is connecting to our higher mind um codes of creation um unlocking your inner wisdom because we all have psychic ability and the more people that who start to believe that they can um harness their inner gifts um the more we can karmic and soul family contracts um and the spirit of god and then the human collective consciousness there's a chapter about that as well so the love of mother earth is in part two healing and there's a healing from mother earth the magic of life and just being able to see the magic of life the patterns of life is a really good one where we have patterns around us all the time and our own dna is the patterns and how um, we can transmute pollutants and greenhouse gases. So because we're we're altering our patterns with all our chemicals and things. So the chapter about trees, Earth's natural um, protectors. There's a chapter about trees in this book as well, but um, they're 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 from Atlantean times and they're druids and they held the energy on Earth and elementals and um, the nature sprites and fairies they're all holding the energy for earth and and uh humans are like the big bad giants who are just stomping around just mucking everything up and so we you know it's just all the, the um with each of these chapters then there's a meditation to help to uh to try to put things back in balance water the flow of life um, and then uh, the still mountains, the still point of creation. 
So I'd just like to read a little bit of the chapter and then I'll read the, um, the meditation if that's okay with you. Um, mountains are constant. They are ever unchanging in appearance. The mountains of the world are geological constructs that have formed over millions and or billions of years. Their presence on earth is no accident as they are monoliths that hold vortexes of energy that penetrate deep underground that link to the energetic grid around the earth. The top of a mountain, the apex or peak, is the smallest yet most powerful part of the mountain itself. Mountains are the epitome of this saying, earth meets sky. They hold energy that is both ancient and new. Much of it is sacred and quite a bit of it is negative. It would be better for the world if all of the negative and darker energy were released into the light due to its sinister nature. And that's a point, like a lot of what's happened on Earth too is still trapped in the elements of Earth too. And, pe you know, people go to certain parts on Earth and they just feel the coldness of it. Or there's a, So there's a lot still trapped that needs to be released still. Because mountains are so solid, they hold energy in like a cave, but every rock and piece of dirt contains the energy held within. That is why it is best if humans never remove any part of a mountain, not one rock or crystal, no sand and no soil, because the energy it contains could transfer into their energy fields, creating negative or even detrimental effects. There's a um, mountain range called the Bungle Bungles in Western Australia, and um, so many people up in Kununurra, they get so they get rocks every week posted back to them saying, could you please just put these back because we took these from the Bungle Bungles and nothing good has happened to us since then. Everything has just gone bad since we took a wow. bit of this rock. Mm. <laughs> and um, also a friend, um, her father brought back a little... Um, piece of brick from Sarah Island down in Hobart where all the convicts were and she couldn't even touch it and when I tuned in the energy was so dark and Creator cleared it but it was just full of dark negative energy so leave them alone people. So people um, might be better off taking a picture if they're on a mountain and they kind of want to bring something back of the memory just take a picture instead is a picture okay or I just think that's a great idea just take a picture that's all. <laughs> um, so it goes on to say the universe is vast and expansive between each star planet rock and piece of debris there is space within each space there is potential for creation to occur mountains are still points but humans can create a still point using the breath. As each person takes a breath, there is a moment in time where all is still. If you hold that breath, you extend that still point moment where everything just is. And look, it, still points have been written about before. I think Rona Vizane channels, she's the sacred scribe for Archangel Michael. He talks about still points through her. So there are a lot of other people talking about still points as well. Um, the advantages of being still in mind and body, however, go way beyond ex accessing universal information. It's uh, the benefits to one, one's health when you can just be still in your body and mind and connect to your divine self. Then you're connecting to the creator and the divine and you're bringing in that beautiful unconditional love and it's actually really healing. I mean, I'll be 60 in November and people say, wow, you don't look it. And I, I wonder if it is because I'm starting to reap the benefits of bringing in this beautiful love and light and just not being so aged by all the 
horrible things that are happening on the earth. Or maybe I'm just lucky. I don't know. <laughs> well, let us know if that's the secret. I think everybody wants okay. secret sauce. <laughs> okay, so I'll take you through this meditation. Okay. How much time do we have, April? Is it okay to have 10 minutes or so? Yeah, yeah, we have about 15 minutes. So, yeah, 10 okay. would be great. Fantastic. Okay, so... <clears throat> There's a little note from the masters that says, please note if creating a still point is difficult for you because you take a breath. So Randall Monk also um, does uh, infinity breath meditations on his, uh, Randall Monk works with Rona Vesane and Archangel Michael and I love their work. Um, and he kind of sniffs when he takes a still point. But if people have got asthma or things like that, it might be tricky tricky for them to take a breath with a still point. So they say, if creating a still point is difficult for you, channel the energy of the mountains by focusing on a picture or mental image of one. Creation of any kind in, in a still point will only happen with intention and very clear focus. But that goes with anything. We can't create. The universe will always deliver its abundance to us if we're really clear and focused on what we want. Otherwise, it's like, oh, I might do this. And it's like, well, do you want this or not? I don't know what to give you. And so you think, oh, well, I'm never going to do it anyway. Okay, we'll give you that. You'll never have it. You know, so we have to be really clear and focused. Um <clears throat> Before you begin the meditation, hold the intention of what it is you wish to create in your mind's eye. So this is really a manifestation meditation as well as a still point meditation. Um, asking that it be done for your highest and best and in the highest and best way. Remember, if we do it for the greater good, we can sacrifice our energy. At the end of your meditation, sit for a few minutes in the stillness. Give thanks for your abundance and blessings. Then let go of any expectation of outcome. The universe will answer most swiftly to those who allow themselves to be in divine flow. Focus your energy on the majesty of a mountain's energy and close your eyes. Picture a pattern that resembles figure eight or infinity sign and match your breath to it on a count of eight. Breathe in two, three, four, and out two, three, four. Imagine the top part of the figure eight looping up as you breathe in and the bottom part looping down as you breathe out. If you find that difficult, simply make the pattern with your hand, breathing in on the upward loop and out on the downward loop. Breathe in, two, three, four, and breathe out, two, three, four. Breathe in two, three, four, and out, two, three, four. Once you get the rhythm, hold your breath at the first count as you breathe in, just for a second, thus creating a still point after every count of eight. So it's breathe in and out and then and in, out, Hold just like that. So you just hold it in the middle. Breathe in and hold three, four, and breathe out two, three, four. With each still point that you create, 
send light and love into that wish you wish which you wish to create and feel the love grow inside of you feeling the still point and your intention with light feeling the world with love and light would be beautiful right now breathe in and hold and so it just goes on like that when your still point is filled to the brim with the bright light of creation focus your energy on it and hold it within your being all the while maintaining your breath at a slow count in and out clear your mind and allow the stillness to fill you you will find your breath will slow even more your mind will clear of thoughts and your body will be relaxed and calm so we can go breathe in two three four and out two three four hold three four out two three four hold three four out two three four hold When you are ready, let go of that you have created in the still point energy and watch it merge into the light of creation. Bring your energy back to the room and take a moment to ground and center your energy. I am Archangel Michael and Archangel Michael is the one who's with me as well. So I work with his energy all the time. But um, that's just a snippet of what um, is in the book. Well, thank you so much that um, I really liked, I've never done anything like that. And I really liked focusing my attention and my consciousness in that still point and create there. It, for me, mm. my, you know, that was such a quick meditation, but everything just felt really quiet in that stillness, yeah. which yeah. makes sense, Good. it should, but it was, it yeah. was, because I think a lot of times if I'm, if I've done manifesting and meditation, it feels busy. It feels like I'm sending, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Yes. But, still point felt I almost saw like this circle and it was like holding the thought and then it was like being sent out so it had a different a different flow to it than just Mm. uh, being through a guided meditation thinking about what you want to manifest and putting it out there it just this seemed much more structured so thank you that was you're welcome (laughs) everyone enjoyed that as much as I did and um can you let our listeners know where they can find you if they haven't listened to the episode 234 but where can we bring them to find more of your work and how to work with you fantastic so my website is victoriacochran.com very easy and oh there I am and I've just had that redone and it's just I'm really happy with uh with the person who did that for me. So, and uh, I also am on Facebook, uh, Victoria Cochrane Psychic Communication and Spiritual Healing. And yes, so uh, all of uh, my services are there and uh, the little meditation clips that Gary and I did and the podcasts that I've done with you guys. And so it's all there, pardon me. And uh, I'm on Spiritual Events and Directory on the Spiritual Wisdom Hour every every Wednesday at 12 o'clock, 12 noon. Um, 
And, yeah, so that's basically where you can find me. I'm very, very reachable. I put out a monthly newsletter called uh, Reaching Out Spiritual News. The links to that are on my website as well. You can also subscribe to that. And it's really just to help people on their journey. I put my channelings in there, but I also let people know up-and-coming courses and things like that. But um, I do source other people's materials, which I reference fully, um, because I think it's not just about me. It's about bringing in what other people are doing and and, uh, letting uh, people know what else they can find that might help them on their spiritual journey because I have certain gifts and talents and abilities which help um, a lot of people, but then... um, I might not resonate with everybody and so my gifts might not be enough for someone else or the right ones. So there's someone for everyone, if you know what I mean. So I like to do that as well. Well, wonderful to have you back. Thank you so much for coming back and uh, sharing your wisdom. We look forward to your book coming out. Lots of luck with that. And uh, I have a couple of publicists who I really love and love their guests. So I'm going to try to connect you with some of my contacts. I'm so appreciative of that. Thank you so much, April. That would be wonderful. Absolutely. That would be great. As I said, marketing and business is not my strong point, so that would be wonderful. Yeah, and hey, yeah. you never know, you know, uh, we have, you know, thousands and thousands of listeners out there from all around the world, mm. so you never know who is listening, and uh, they can reach out to you that way, and I'll send you some of my contacts, and hopefully we can just get the message out, you know, with what you Thank have. you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Thank April. You. It's been a pleasure. Thank Stay you. Here. Be well. Take care. <laughs> Thank Bye. you. Bye. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to this week's show. Before you go, I just wanted to remind you to listen to our new podcast, Mindbenders. Visit mindbenderspodcast.com to hear my dad's synchronistic story, I hope it'll bend your mind, about Jimi Hendrix. Then submit your story if you think it can bend our minds. Also be sure to check out the video replays of the 2020 Virtual Afterlife Conference. We have over 17 hours of amazing presenters exploring the survival of consciousness after death, working with hospice professionals, physicians, mediums, clergy, counselors, and alternative healers to offer a deeper understanding of death and beyond.